Good morning, it is Kale and Company Live on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. As always, a delight to have you along with us at 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in Manchester and well beyond, and streaming around the world and around the clock at NHTalkRadio.com, where you can also find previous shows that have been aired here on WKXL. We know you can't listen around the clock, but uh, very convenient to go to uh, nhtalkradio.com and find uh, previous episodes of the great local programming here on WKXL. This show is presented by Northeast Delta Dental with individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental Covers Me Dot com And uh, we would love to hear from you on this Thursday morning. If there's anything uh, that you would like to discuss, uh, give us a call. Uh, 603-224-1450. The lines are open right now. Our producer, Andrew, will uh, uh, pick up the phone and, uh, and then put you right on the radio. 603-224-1450. If there's anything you would care to discuss... As we close in on primary day, and uh, certainly uh, a lot of advertising, uh, the, the candidates that are, are still in the hunt are upping their commercials, both on uh, television and on the radio, as well uh, as in uh, newspapers. And uh, you know, I, I don't know how many mailers uh, you might get per day. Uh, I guess it depends on your party affiliation, but I know uh, my mailbox every day is filled with uh, political information sent by the candidates and, uh, and other organizations as well that are, are supporting uh, certain candidates. So you get a lot of mail uh, these days, most of which probably uh, goes right in the trash. But at any rate, they send them out, and uh, the primary will be here in less than three weeks. So uh, I know that you'll probably be relieved uh, when it's over, right? We shall see how it uh, how it plays out. Uh, today, by the way, is uh, January 4th. Where does the time go? Time flies when you're having fun. It's free flower basket day. I don't know who comes up with these things, but... Today is Free Flower Basket Day, uh, National Spaghetti Day, uh, National Trivia Day, it's uh, World Hypnotism Day, and Tom Thumb, Tom Thumb, the uh, legendary uh, P.T. Barnum performer, Tom Thumb, uh, whose real name, by the way, was Charles Sherwood Stratton. And why is this? Tom Thumb Day, because Charles Sherwood Stratton, a.k.a. Tom Thumb, was born on this date, January 4th, 1838. And he died in 1883 at the height of three feet four inches. And he was a, a legendary uh, circus performer with uh, P.T. Barnum. But the Tom Thumb character 
uh, came from English folklore. And the history of Tom Thumb uh, was published in 1621, so uh, a couple of hundred years later. Uh, P.T. Barnum uh, named uh, this uh, dwarf who was born in Bridgeport, Connecticut, General Tom Thumb, and he appeared in the circus with uh, P.T. Barnum and the entire troupe. So today, we celebrate the birthday of General Tom Thumb. There you go. By the way, I have good news for skiers. Yes, we may be getting some snow on Sunday. But beyond that, we have more ski tickets to give away. Starting on Monday, we will be giving away ski vouchers for beautiful Loon Mountain in Lincoln, New Hampshire. And we'll do it every day for two weeks here on Kale and Company Live. And also, our good friend Slim will have uh, Loon Mountain ski vouchers to give away on his show, The Sports Machine, uh, between 10 and 11. Another uh, live program here on WKXL. And uh, so we will have uh, Loon Mountain vouchers uh, here on Kale and Company, and uh, Slim will have them as well on uh, his show between uh, 10 and 11. So uh, plenty of chances to win starting Monday right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. And again, if you would like to call in today, if you have something you would like to discuss, opinions, views, ideas, whatever it might be, you're always free to give us a call. 603-225-1450 is the number to call. This from the Associated Press. Uh, Amid great hype, a new batch of previously secret court documents was unsealed late Wednesday related to Jeffrey Epstein, the jet-setting financier who killed himself allegedly in 2019 while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. Social media, of course, has been rife in recent weeks with posts speculating the documents amounted to a list of rich and powerful men who were Epstein's clients or co-conspirators. But as it turned out, after the release of the documents last night, uh, there was no such list. First uh, 40 documents in the court-ordered release largely consisted of already public material uh, revealed through nearly two decades of uh, newspaper stories, TV documentaries, interviews, legal cases, and books about the Epstein scandal. Still, uh, the records, including transcripts of interviews with some of Epstein's victims and old police reports, contain reminders that the multimillionaire surrounded himself with famous and powerful figures, including a few who have also been accused of misconduct. Now, there were mentions of Epstein's past friendship with uh, former President Bill Clinton, who was not accused in these documents of any wrongdoing, and of Britain's Prince Andrew, who previously settled a lawsuit accusing him of having relations with a 17-year-old girl who traveled with Epstein. Epstein accuser Joanna Soberg 
testified in a newly released deposition that she once met Michael Jackson at Epstein's Palm Beach, Florida home, but that nothing untoward happened with the late pop icon. The documents being unsealed are related to a lawsuit filed in 2015 by one of Epstein's victims. Uh, Her name is Virginia Giferi, and she is one of dozens of women who sued Epstein for abusing them at his homes in Florida, New York, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and New Mexico. The suit was also against Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein's former girlfriend, who is now serving a 20-year prison term for helping recruit and abuse his victims. And, of course, famously, she was arrested in New Hampshire, as many of you will recall, and now serving a 20-year prison term. Geoffrey's lawsuit was settled in 2017. That was uh, the Epstein accuser that we previously mentioned. But the court had kept some documents uh, blacked out or sealed because of concerns about the privacy rights of Epstein's uh, victims and others whose names had come up during the legal battle. More documents uh, are to be released in the coming days. Among newly unsealed records were court memos in which uh, the lawyer for Epstein's accuser, uh, Gia Fair, I believe, is, I, I don't honestly know the correct pronunciation, but it's G-I-U-F-F-R-E. Her lawyers complained that some women who had worked for Epstein were proving difficult to serve with subpoenas, as was Epstein himself. Two of those women had invoked their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination when questioned in other lawsuits about whether they had helped procure young women for Epstein to abuse. So, the uh, documents, uh, some of them, there'll be more. They came out last night. Some famous names were mentioned, but uh, no real tie to any specific wrongdoing on the parts of uh, some of these uh, big names, with the uh, exception of uh, Prince Andrew, who apparently has uh, settled all of his uh, legal issues in the past. So we'll take a break. Kale and Company will continue if you'd like to give us a call. Lots of things going on locally as well to discuss. 603-224-1450. We will take a break and continue. Right after these words on WKXLNHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL. NHTalkRadio.com. Where were you yesterday at around 2.50 p.m.? Well, Concord Region felt the second small earthquake in 10 days yesterday. That's right. A a trembler uh, registering 2.0 on the Richter scale and centered in Loudoun struck around 2.50 p.m. 
Now, that follows a 2.7 quake that hit December 23rd near the Steeplegate Mall in Concord. Now, the pre-Christmas earthquake produced enough of a shake that the Altitude Trampoline Park in the mall shut down over Christmas while reviewing their building safety. It reopened, by the way, on December the 26th, so they are back up and running, but did close uh, after that uh, that earthquake, minor earthquake of 2.7 on the 23rd of December. And New England has relatively little uh, earthquake activity. Just 10 quakes were reported in New Hampshire by the U.S. Geological Survey in 2023, all of them small, uh, which is uh, small considered under 3.0 on the Richter scale. Uh, and they caused uh, no damage. Our lack of seismic activity is the result of being far from the border of any uh, tectonic plate. Don't ask me to explain that, folks. Most quakes are caused when these huge plates underlying the continents and oceans bump into each other. However, it's not unknown for New Hampshire to have small quakes uh, and uh, have, have one follow each other relatively quickly. Uh, in February of 23, for example, 2023, there were tremblers on two, success, two successive days, back-to-back days, one in Warner and one in North Woodstock. So now we've had two within the last 10 days, one in Concord and one in Loudoun. So... There you go. First one, 2.7, and the second one, 2.0. So, I don't know. Did you feel it? I felt the first one. I was watching TV not not too far away from the Steeplegate Mall. I did feel the first one. And I, you know what? It didn't even dawn on me. I've never really been in an earthquake. I think that was the first time I had ever felt the results of an earthquake. But it felt to me, I, I, the, the, the thought that it was an earthquake didn't really enter my mind until I saw it a little while later uh, being reported on TV and people were talking about it online. Uh, but I thought it was somebody like, like dropped a piece of heavy furniture above me. Uh, that's what it sounded like. And it didn't last very long. It was, you know, maybe a second or two. At, at the most, but I did feel it. I didn't even know at the time it was an earthquake. It felt like it was kind of above me, but anyway, uh, two within 10 days, uh, in one in Concord and one in Loudoun. Will there be another? Well, I guess we'll have to wait and find out. Uh, by the way, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu is expected to travel to Iowa ahead of the caucuses with uh, presidential candidate Nikki Haley. Don't forget now, the uh, Iowa caucuses uh, will be held one week from Monday. And uh, Chris Sununu, who has been very vocal and visible in his support for candidate Nikki Haley, is uh, scheduled to uh, go to Iowa. Haley has events scheduled there for Friday and Saturday with Chris Sununu, who has uh, vigorously endorsed Nikki Haley 
for president. So uh, there you go. Uh, political analyst, our good friend uh, Scott Spradling, who has been on this program numerous times, says one of the big practical goals is you could technically be in two places at one time. The thing about Iowa is uh, geographically things were a bit spread out so you can cover a lot more ground uh, that way when you have uh, a surrogate going. But this adds a little more uh, both to the Haley campaign through Iowa right now to bring in the governor of New Hampshire. He said uh, because of the way the caucus works, second option votes matter in Iowa. Uh, for Nikki, this is according to Scott Spradling, for Nikki, she's not talking about vote for me first. She's basically saying, think of me as an alternative. If there's a first or second choice, all of a sudden her numbers can surge. See, this is the thing about the caucuses. I don't think there's anybody, even Scott Spradling, that can adequately describe what takes place and what the results are of a caucus. I remember uh, the last time around, I don't think anybody knows yet in 2020 who won the Democratic caucus in Iowa. Remember, there was so much confusion, and I don't think a winner, <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, was ever announced. That's how crazy it is, these caucuses. By the way, uh, Sununu's father, former New Hampshire governor, John Sununu, uh, traveled to Iowa in 1988 for George H.W. Bush when he was running for president. But as you probably know, former President Donald Trump still has a strong hold on that state, as he does in this one. But uh, candidates uh, Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis have spent some time in Iowa already this week. So uh, there you go. The caucuses one week from Monday. And then the following Tuesday, it'll be the New Hampshire primary. So... Lots of things, lots of things going on, folks, politically, and uh, we will keep you posted uh, on those as best we possibly can. Hey, there are a number of, uh, if you're a fan of uh, TGI Fridays, many of them around the country uh, unexpectedly shut down yesterday. Did you hear about that? Uh, not the one on Loudon Road in Concord. That is still uh, open, but apparently they're going through uh, a period of restructuring at TGI Fridays, and uh, I think 38 or 39 uh, TGI Fridays around the country closed down just all of a sudden. No warning. Uh, in fact, in fact uh, six of them, I believe, were in Massachusetts, one in New Hampshire on the seacoast, but not the one on Loudon Road. That will uh, remain open, as will uh, many TGI Fridays. But uh, almost 40 of them uh, shut down yesterday. So they are going through 
some uh, restructuring. If you'd like to give us a call, feel free to do so. We still have plenty of show left at uh, 603-224-1450. That is the number to call. We uh, love to have you participate uh, in the program and uh, bring up some some new ideas. Maybe you have some thoughts on the upcoming uh, primary election that you would like to share with us. If you uh, support one of the candidates, well, uh, give us a call and, and uh, tell us why uh, your support has gone to them. Or maybe you have disagreements with some of the candidates. You can uh, air those uh, frustrations as well. Anything you would like at 603-224-1450 right here at WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Uh, and uh, don't forget to tune in today at uh, 10 o'clock, or better yet, stay tuned until 10 when Slim arrives with another live program, The Sports Machine, between 10 and 11, and Slim is happy to take your calls as well. 603-224-1450 is the number. If you would like to give us a call, we always encourage first-time callers. Maybe this is the first time you've heard the show. Give us a call. 603-224-1450. Anything is fair game. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. With individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle, learn more and find your plan at DeltaDentalCoversMe.com. And tomorrow, don't forget the Friday Fun Bunch. Tom Raffio, President and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental, and our resident flick chick, Kitty Ray, will be with us. So tune in for that tomorrow between 8 and 9 here on WKXL. You hear the music, folks? We've got to mosey on out of here, but we'll be back. After some words from our sponsors, right here, WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. Stand by because that snowy weather forecast is coming up. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. Heading to the uh, final weekend of the National Football League season and much speculation out there as to whether this may be the final game on Sunday against the New York Jets that uh, Bill Belichick uh, will coach for the New England Patriots. Uh, lots of rumors swirling around as to whether... Uh, arguably the best coach in the history of the NFL will part ways with the Patriots or maybe the Patriots will part ways with him or however it plays out. Uh, this has been the worst season for the New England Patriots under Bill Belichick. So naturally, there is rampant speculation as to what is going to take place. Now, one of the names uh, mentioned out there has been Josh McDaniels, uh, who earlier this year was fired by the Vegas Raiders. McDaniels getting second chance to be a head coach with Vegas. They hired him in 2022, but for the second time, for the second time, he wasn't able to make it through a second full season before getting fired. Now, it's difficult to imagine another team taking a chance on McDaniels as a head coach anytime soon. But, but, 
There was always an exception to the rule. There may be one team willing to make that move. According to NFL media's Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport, Josh McDaniels could be in the mix to be the next coach of the New England Patriots if Bill Belichick is no longer there, obviously. Now, uh, Ian Rappaport and uh, Tom Pelissero wrote that, and I quote, if Belichick does move on, speculation has centered on Gerard Mayo as his successor. Now, Gerard Mayo is currently the defensive coordinator for the Patriots. That's not a guarantee, though, and other options, uh, particularly with the uh, Patriots' ties, such as Josh McDaniels or Vikings defensive coordinator Brian Flores, who at one time was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, those options should not be ruled out. Now, McDaniels spent a total of 13 years as the offensive coordinator for the Patriots under Belichick. He was on the staff for all six Super Bowls that the team won since 2001. And though McDaniels did not work out in Vegas, he has deep ties in New England. And, uh, well, we shall see how it all pans out. I don't know when we will find out uh, what the future of Bill Belichick will be. It probably won't happen uh, next week. May not even happen next month, but you would have to think a definitive, a definitive decision would have to take place before the NFL draft, the next uh, NFL draft. Now, Patriots owner Bob Kraft, big fan of Josh McDaniels, and has worked with him for many years. If there's any owner who's willing to take another shot on McDaniels, uh, well, it would likely be uh, Kraft. Big reason why McDaniels struggled in Vegas and in Denver uh, probably has been due to the Patriot-style culture that he's tried to create. Now, in New England, as many of you know, everybody in the building is is accustomed to a stricter culture that stresses getting little things right. Do your job, in other words. Do your job. Even McDaniels may feel like a breath of fresh air after over two years of Bill Belichick. However, McDaniels has not proven that he has what it takes to be a head coach. Raiders gave him everything he needed to create the culture he wanted and went 9-16 and 16 in a season and uh, less than a half before getting fired by Vegas. There's no denying that McDaniels is a very good offensive coordinator. Patriots have an offensive coordinator right now in Bill O'Brien. But McDaniels seems to struggle with the leadership aspect. Uh, of being a head coach. And maybe, just maybe, New England might be the only place uh, where it works. 
So we'll see. Time, as they say, folks, time will tell. The most unlikely outcome for Josh McDaniel seems to be a reunion with Bill Belichick. Uh, the two uh, have not had success apart from each other in the last two seasons. Now, if Belichick stays in New England, McDaniel's returning to be the offensive coordinator would be the least surprising development of the offseason. I don't know. Uh I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I think Bill O'Brien, although the offense has really been miserable this year, that's been the downfall of the team, has been the Patriots' offense. The defense uh, under Gerard Mayo and uh, Steve Belichick, Bill's son. Bill has two sons that uh, are assistant coaches uh, on the team. The defense has been terrific. I mean, if the offense had been half as terrific as the defense, you might be, you know, talking about going to another Super Bowl. But, folks, it has been pathetic. Patriots offense, whether it be under Mac Jones at quarterback or with Bailey Zappi at quarterback, it has been pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. And I don't know how much of a reflection that is. On the offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien. But let's face it, he does not have too many weapons to work with. So it's going to be a very interesting offseason. We know that uh, for the New England Patriots. No question. Uh, former President Donald Trump is going to spend us uh, that that he he has not been speculated by the way as the next head coach of the Patriots nobody has mentioned uh, Donald Trump uh, as the next head coach of the Patriots uh, he's going to spend Saturday's third anniversary of the January 6th insurrection on the campaign trail in Iowa while holding two rallies in his bid to win back the White House that is set to come a day after President Joe Biden visits a site near Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, where George Washington and the struggling Continental Army endured a tough winter during the American Revolution. Uh, Biden's advisors say the stop in a critical swing state will highlight Trump's role in the Capitol riot and be a chance for him to lay out the stakes of this year's election. With Biden and Trump now headed toward a potential 2020 rematch, both are talking about the same event in very different ways and offering framing they believe gives them an advantage. The dueling narratives reflect how an attack that disrupted the certification of the election is increasingly viewed differently along partisan lines and how Trump has bet that the riot won't hurt his candidacy. Of course, he uh, the candidacy uh, has not been hurt in terms of numbers, at least polling numbers. We'll find out shortly what it actually means when uh, people have to uh, go behind that curtain in the polling place and cast their ballots. I mean, uh, polls on the Republican side, as you well know, are 
uh, favoring Donald Trump, not only in New Hampshire and in Iowa, but across the country by big numbers. I mean, even with the, uh, the surge of Nikki Haley in recent weeks, she is still in most polls 30 percentage points behind Donald Trump on the Republican side. So we shall see so many things. I mean, so many things up in the air right now. I mean, we've got the Patriots coaching situation. We've got the presidential primary coming up. Lots of things going on. If you would like to express your views, ideas, comments, opinions, uh, give us a call at 603-224-1450. I was about to give out my cell phone. I won't do that. Uh, 603-224-1450 is the number to call. Right here, WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stand by for more. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL NHTalkRadio.com. A delight to have you along with us. As always, and again, I want to remind you that starting on Monday, Monday of next week, which will be the 8th of January, we will be giving away ski vouchers for Loon Mountain, one of the best in uh, all of New Hampshire, located in uh, Lincoln. Uh, we will do it. Every day for two weeks, give you a chance to win uh, ski vouchers for Loon Mountain. And also, uh, Slim will have uh, Loon Mountain vouchers to give away during his sports machine show between 10 and 11 weekdays here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. So plenty of opportunities starting Monday uh, to win ski vouchers for Loon Mountain, and uh, you know, I, I saw the uh, ski report for the state last night. WMUR had it uh, during one of their newscasts on uh, on Wednesday, and uh, a surprisingly uh, large amount of trails are open at uh, many ski areas in the state of New Hampshire. And uh, yesterday, I was uh, driving uh, to Henniker to. Uh, broadcast the New England College uh, men's basketball game. And as I drive there, I can see off to my left a beautiful Pat's Peak ski area in Henniker. And uh, they had uh, a number of trails open at Pat's Peak. Saw skiers coming down the mountain. And, uh, you know, it wasn't extremely busy yesterday because it was a, a weekday afternoon and most people are, you know, back at work now and uh, back in school, but uh, the trails look great at Loon Mountain, and I I did see the listing of uh, ski areas uh, last night, and uh, a good percentage of the trails are open in New Hampshire, Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, skiing is uh, down in the state. They didn't have the you know, the holiday couple of weeks as they had hoped uh, because uh, many of the skiers who 
uh, come to New Hampshire to ski are from, let's face it, they're from Massachusetts, a good percentage of the skiers. And the perception is that there is not a lot of snow in New Hampshire, which is also a fact. But uh, these ski areas have uh, had their guns going for a long time. And uh, the man-made ski is a uh, snow is out there for skiing. And uh, the fact of the matter is the, uh, the ski areas are open and apparently the skiing's pretty good. I wouldn't know because I'm not a skier, but uh, that's what I've heard, that the uh, conditions are, are pretty good, better than you might expect for the kind of weather that uh, we have been having uh, here in New Hampshire. So take advantage of that, and also, as we mentioned, take advantage of the free vouchers that we will be giving away starting Monday here on this show and also on the Sports Machine with Slim. Uh, what uh, can't be helped, unless there is some snow, is the uh, snowmobiling industry, and it is an industry. There was a study done uh, a number of years ago, and Dan Weed uh, from Weed Family Automotive, one of our great sponsors, uh, told me about this one, that uh, on an average season of snowmobiling, 568 million dollars in that vicinity can be attributed to the snowmobiling business in the state of New Hampshire. 568 million dollars on an average year uh, can uh, go into the coffers of uh, New Hampshire from snowmobilers because many of the snowmobilers uh, you know come from out of state and, you know, they dine in New Hampshire. They stay over at uh, hotels and motels uh, in, the, in the Granite State, spend their money here in tax-free New Hampshire as well. Brings a lot of people in, a lot more than you know. And uh, that industry, well, you, you know, you can't make snow on, on the trails for ski mobilers, or snowmobilers, I should say. And uh, that industry has really been hurt over the last uh, few years, really. They have not had a good snowmobile season for quite some time. And uh, that is uh, some money that we're losing as a result of uh, the, the lack of snow that we have had for the last uh, three or four years. Uh, by the way, if you're following this story, even if you're not, uh, the son of LeBron James, Bronny James, uh, had 10 points last night for USC. He's playing for the uh, University of Southern California. Had 10 points last night as uh, the Trojans beat the Golden Bears of the University of California 82-74. Just their second win in uh, seven games this year for USC, but uh, Bronny James had a, a pretty good game. You know, it was uh, his first Pac-12 conference game and first home victory since he returned to the court December 10th uh, after missing more than four months after suffering cardiac arrest in late July. James, who was a freshman guard and the eldest son of Lakers star LeBron James, uh, later underwent a procedure to treat a congenital heart defect and uh, played very well, finished with uh, 10 points last night, three assists, 
and two rebounds in 18 minutes off the bench. And he's still playing under a minute's restriction, but he is able to play for uh, longer stretches and has uh, looked uh, more comfortable in doing so. He was coming off his uh, best game after scoring uh, a career high, collegiately of 15 points in a loss at Oregon State on Saturday. So, Bronny James is coming along, and uh, the minutes restriction is uh, lessening by the game. Of course, LeBron James has made it pretty clear. He wants to stay an active NBA player until he can play with his son. And it's very rare in uh, Major League Sports that a father and son get to play together on the same court, on the same ice, on the same field, for the same team. And I think if LeBron James wants it to happen, it will happen. So we shall see how it all plays out. There has been speculation. And, you know, we really don't know how great a player his son is. Uh, because he really hasn't been tested yet at the highest level. But there's been speculation that uh, another NBA franchise will be added in the not-too-distant future in Las Vegas. And LeBron James uh, could possibly be one of the owners of that franchise. Now, we've never seen in the NBA a father and son on the same team at the same time. That's never happened in the NBA. Uh, it has happened in Major League Baseball. You have the Griffies, Ken Griffey Sr., Ken Griffey Jr. They played for the Cincinnati Reds at the same time, which uh, was the only case of that, I do believe, in, in Major League Baseball. And also, uh, famously, the Howe family, played together. Gordie Howe, who played uh, in the National Hockey League until he was about 50 years old, Gordie Howe, played with both of his sons, Mark and Marty, with the Hartford Whalers. And, and the first time all three of them were ever on the ice together, a uh, very historic moment, was at the old Boston Garden against the Bruins. They were playing for the Hartford Whalers who unfortunately uh, moved out of Hartford to uh, Carolina, to North Carolina, to Raleigh, to become the Carolina Hurricanes. But when they were still the Hartford Whalers, uh, Gordie Howe, Mark Howe, and uh, Marty Howe were on the ice for the first time, all three of them. The game took place at the, the old Boston Garden, and I was there. I was there for that one. What what a moment it was. Can you imagine? Gordie Howe, legendary hockey player, and both of his sons on the ice at the very same time for the Hartford Whalers. Well, that is what LeBron James wants to do with his son, Bronny. And you know what? If LeBron James wants it, LeBron James ultimately, I have no doubt, will get it. So... We'll see how that plays out. Lots of things. Lots of balls in the air, aren't there? 
I mean, we don't know about Bill Belichick. We don't know about the presidential election. We don't know about LeBron James. Lots of other things that we don't know about. But ultimately, we'll get to the bottom of it and find out. There will be resolutions to all of these things in the not-too-distant future. That'll do it for this edition of Kale & Company. Thank you very much for joining us. We do appreciate it. We have some great programming coming up. Don't forget Slim with the Sports Machine coming up live right after 10 o'clock here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And remember, folks, always look on the bright side of life. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Thursday, everybody.